In the harsh, forbidding landscape of Venus, EOS Station stood as an outpost of human resilience. Named after the Greek goddess of dawn, it was a beacon of scientific endeavor, a defiant affirmation of mankind's audacious quest for knowledge, perched on the precipice of the impossible. Its metallic structure, sleek and engineered to withstand Venus's extreme temperatures and dense, sulfuric atmosphere, stood stark against the alien landscape, like an angular sculpture born from the fever dreams of a cosmic artist. But as the planet's famously long night began to fall, a sense of foreboding crept through the station. The artificial daylight produced by the station's powerful lights began to flicker. A steady, rhythmic pulsing, that gradually became more erratic, until, with a dying hum, the lights failed completely. The once vibrant hum of machinery and life was replaced by a haunting silence, interrupted only by the sporadic crackle of the communication system, and the ghostly whispers of Venus's howling winds against the station's exterior. The darkness within EOS station was absolute, an inky void that swallowed the corridors and rooms, transforming the familiar into a terrifying unknown. There was a palpable shift in the atmosphere, an unspoken fear unfurling like a nocturnal creature stretching its wings at dusk. Dr. Sylvia, the lead engineer and a veteran of off-world expeditions, recognized the danger immediately. Her voice crackled over the communication system, slicing through the disquiet. We've lost main power, she announced, her tone calm yet tinged with an undercurrent of unease. The crew, seasoned scientists all, knew what this meant. Without main power, they were adrift in a sea of darkness on an alien world, with a night that stretched out for 120 Earth days. The backup power units could sustain minimal life support systems and critical research equipment for a week, perhaps slightly more with stringent rationing. But it was a small island of time in an ocean of night. With pragmatic resolve, Dr. Sylvia laid out their grim predicament, and the threadbare contingency plan. Their only hope was to endure the oppressive Venusian night, rationing their resources until the arrival of the next fuel shipment from Earth. Their survival now hung in the balance, teetering on the edge of a knife. The crew would have to hold out against the Venusian night and its unforeseen terrors until they could manually reboot the primary reactor with the new fuel. Only then could the welcoming lights of EOS station blaze forth once more, banishing the haunting darkness to the forgotten corners from whence it had sprung. Only then could they reclaim their testament to human ingenuity from the encroaching abyss. Only then would the dawn return. The darkness inside EOS station was not just the absence of light, it was a tangible entity that seemed to envelop everything, seeping into corners and crevices, turning the once familiar into a labyrinth of shadows. In this encompassing void, the minds of the crew members started to fill the emptiness with spectres of their own imagination. Lucas, the facility's biologist, was the first to break the eerie silence that had descended on the crew. He reported seeing flitting shadows, dark forms that danced on the periphery of his vision. These nebulous entities seemed to morph into grotesque figures, the stuff of nightmares, whenever he tried to focus on his work. Yet, every time he'd jerk his head up to catch them, they would dissolve into nothingness, leaving him with only the haunting echoes of their presence. 
Dr. Sylvia, however, was quick to dismiss his sightings. These long nights play tricks on your mind, she said, her voice threaded with a mixture of concern and a touch of clinical detachment. She explained it as a symptom of nyctophobia, an irrational fear of the dark, exacerbated by the alien environment, their isolation, and the immense stress they were under. But as the Venusian night crawled forward, etching away the passing days into weeks, Lucas's account was no longer a solitary one. With the backup power units stretched thin, the emergency lights pulsed like the feeble heartbeat of the station, casting an eerie glow that flickered and waned, providing little reprieve from the monstrous dark. More members of the team began to share their own encounters. The whispers started, hushed conversations in the scant moments of respite from their grueling attempts to restore power. They spoke of phosphorescent eyes that glowed ominously in the pitch black, of stooped silhouettes that seemed to lurch menacingly at the edge of the fitful light. These tales were whispered, passed from one terrified crew member to another, spiraling into an echo chamber of fear. The hallucinations they'd dismissed were taking on a terrifying reality, the once dismissible tricks of light and mind becoming a chilling possibility. As the shadows deepened, so too did their fear, and the whispering shadows took on a horrifying form, seen yet unseen, whispered about, yet unspoken, the ominous spectres of the Venusian night. The lull before the storm was deceptively peaceful. Life on Eos station had settled into a rhythm, punctuated by the occasional spike of fear. The crew's apprehension was a constant undercurrent, yet a modicum of normalcy had persisted despite the creeping dread. That illusion was brutally shattered when the first attack occurred. Lucas, who had first perceived the ominous shadows and had since turned from skeptic to a harbinger of their shared dread, was the victim. He was working on a failing backup generator when the silent strike happened. One moment he was there, a hunched figure in the dim emergency light, and the next, he was gone. His terrified screams tore through the static-laden communication line, echoing hauntingly through the metallic belly of EOS station. Then, as abruptly as they had begun, they stopped, replaced by an oppressive silence. When the remaining crew members found the courage to investigate, they found a scene straight out of a nightmare. Lucas was nowhere to be found. The only signs of his presence were the remnants of his uniform, torn to shreds and scattered about like grisly confetti. Along with it was an alien residue, a black, viscous substance that oozed an ominous gleam under the dim lighting. Despite their advanced equipment, the substance defied all attempts at analysis, deepening the mystery of the unseen attacker. Panic, the kind that is born of absolute terror and uncertainty, bloomed within the heart of EOS station. The scientists, brilliant minds from Earth, found themselves in the midst of an extraterrestrial horror they were ill-equipped to comprehend, let alone fight. The main control room became their stronghold, a place to consolidate their dwindling numbers and resources. The walls of monitors and the sprawling control panel, usually alight with activity, were now eerily silent and dark, save for the intermittent flicker of the emergency lights. In their feeble illumination, the haunted faces of the crew emerged from the shadows. Their eyes, wide and filled with fear, reflected the horror that had taken hold of them. 
they armed themselves with whatever they could find, wrenches, metallic rods, anything that could serve as a makeshift weapon. Each of them knew they were no longer just scientists on a mission of discovery, they were survivors in a fight against an unseen adversary, lurking in the dark corners of an alien night. The fear had taken a tangible form in the darkness, making the already oppressive night even more terrifying. The crew of Eos Station, in the heart of an alien darkness, was under siege. The idea had been gnawing at the edges of their minds, unspoken yet ever-present. It was Dr. Sylvia, the pragmatic engineer who had led them through this crisis so far, who first gave it voice. Life, she murmured, the word hanging heavy in the stale air of the control room. Her voice trembled, not with fear but with a grim realization. We knew Venus was harsh, extreme. What life like this? The suggestion was as shocking as it was plausible. Could the shadows, the nightmarish apparitions that had dragged Lucas into oblivion, be manifestations of life? Could these entities be natives of Venus, creatures evolved to thrive in the planet's punishing conditions, the crushing atmospheric pressure, the searing heat, the incessant sulfuric acid rain, and the interminable darkness? This new perspective lent a chilling clarity to their predicament. They were not just victims in this horror, they were intruders in a world where life had taken an unimaginable form. A form that was stalking them, unseen, in the Venusian night. Even amidst the terror, the instincts that made them scientists, the relentless curiosity and the thirst for understanding, sparked to life. If these creatures were indeed life forms, they represented an unprecedented discovery. A terrible and dangerous one, yes, but a scientific marvel nonetheless. The team's frantic efforts to restore the power supply took on a new urgency. Now, it was not just about survival, they were on a dual mission. Their first mandate was to stay alive, to fend off the shadowy hunters until the dawn of a new day on Venus. The second was to gather as much data as possible about these extraordinary creatures, these nightmares made flesh that prowled the Venusian night. A morbid race began. Would they manage to unlock the secrets of these nightmarish beings before the creatures extinguished their lives one by one? Or would they endure the relentless Venusian night, bearing witness to a new dawn and potential rescue? In this chilling contest, only time would tell the victor. They could feel it before they could see it, the static charge in the air, the shuddering vibration beneath their feet, the electric tingle of fear running down their spines. The shadows were coming, returning to claim their world from the alien invaders. The crew readied themselves, fortified behind the reinforced doors of the control room. Their barricade was crude, built with desperation and the remnants of their technological might, but it was all that stood between them and the Venusian shadows. When the assault began, it was with a ferocity that surpassed their worst nightmares. The walls of Eos station shuddered, the doors rattled on their hinges, as if battered by the relentless might of a storm. The creatures attacked with an alien savagery, their chilling hisses reverberating through the control room, making their skin crawl with dread. Yet, they fought back. Scientists turned soldiers in the desperate battle for survival. They used their knowledge, their instruments, 
transforming their tools of discovery into makeshift weapons. Welding torches flared in the darkness, casting long, dancing shadows, as the crew wielded them like a knight would his flaming sword. Metal rods, ordinarily used to probe and analyze, were swung with a grim determination, turning into bludgeons in the hands of the terrified crew. The battle raged on, each minute stretching into an eternity. The silence of the Venusian night was broken by terrified screams, desperate sobs, the relentless assault on the door, and the eerie hisses of the shadows. And then, as sudden as it had started, it stopped. The shadows retreated, leaving behind a crew battered and bruised, their numbers reduced drastically. The floor was strewn with the fallen, their sacrifices a grim testament to the ferocity of the attack. The cost was devastating, the toll of the dead and injured almost unbearable. Yet, in the aftermath of the battle, a glimmer of hope emerged. Their beacon, silent for so long, blinked back to life, signaling the arrival of the drone. It was here, carrying the precious fuel they needed for the reactor. With it came the promise of light, the possibility of survival, a faint glimmer of dawn in the relentless, unforgiving Venusian night. The arrival of the drone marked the beginning of a desperate gamble. The mission was simple in theory, yet deadly in its execution. Restore power, flood the station with artificial light, and pray. Pray that the shadows that stalked them feared the brightness as much as the crew feared the darkness. Dr. Sylvia, now the reluctant leader of their dwindling band, took on the hazardous task. With a stoicism that belied her inner turmoil, she armed herself with the fuel canister and ventured into the shadow-infested reactor room. As she disappeared into the abyss, the remaining crew hunkered down in the control room, their hopes and lives tethered to the success of her mission. The silence that descended on the station was deafening. They waited, each heartbeat a thunderous echo in the quiet, each breath held as if the slightest noise could spell disaster. Then, with an anticlimactic hum, the station's lights flickered back to life. The feeble glow intensified, banishing the gnawing darkness to the farthest corners of the station. The roar of the reactor was a triumphant fanfare, the most beautiful sound they had heard since the start of the long Venusian night. The shadows recoiled, their monstrous forms hissing in defiance as they were forced to retreat, disappearing into the crevices from which they had come. As dawn broke on Venus, symbolized by the successful reactivation of the EOS station's lights, the embattled crew was bathed in their own dawn, artificial yet life-saving. They had faced the nightmarish creatures of the Venusian night and lived to tell the tale. Their scientific mission had turned into a battle for survival, and they had emerged, scarred yet victorious.